Hello and welcome back. I'm Dave Mertz, Vice President of Sales and Marketing for Simplex Home. I'd like to welcome Bob Gorleski, Vice President of Manufactured Structure Division for PFS Pico. Now, I just said a mouthful there, and uh, I'm sure our listeners, maybe with the exception of a few people, don't know who PFS is. And I'm going to let Bob explain this in depth. But PFS is uh, Simplex's third-party review agency. And they have a, a really a storied history that goes back to 1933 uh, when, when uh, I, I guess the government started to need, have a need for uh, structural review on timber. And uh, th- they play a very interesting role in our industry versus what is the conventional stick build industry. So welcome, Bob. Thanks for joining me. Well, Dave, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to, to be on this podcast with, uh, with you today on that. Uh, this one, one thing I, I have to comment on, uh, we were chartered in, in 1959. So we might have went back to 1933, but my history only goes back to, to okay. uh, being chartered okay. in 1959. Okay. On that. But uh, I could tell you uh, a little bit about uh, PFS Pico, and not everybody knows this. Everybody always asks, well, what does PFS stand for? Well, like I said, uh, we PFS Corporation was uh, chartered in 1959 as a, as a plywood fabricator service, so PFS, which was a nonprofit plywood quality control agency. And in 1972, we expanded our scope as a complete third-party independent quality control service to include plan review and inspection services for the housing industry. And we changed our name to product fabrication service and moved our company from Tacoma, Washington, originally to Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, so that's how we became known as PFS. Now, the product fabrication service, you know, doesn't say, we don't go by those uh, names anymore. We just go by the acronym PFS. But in 1978, PFS Corporation was formed, and we expanded our scope and services to include not only uh, the housing industry, but we also included testing, inspection, and certification of heating and cooling appliances that is gas, oil, and solid fuel. In November of 2000, you know, we became an employee-owned company, an ESOP. And PFS relocated its headquarters and laboratories from Madison, Wisconsin, to Cottage Grove, Wisconsin, in March of 2007. With that being said, in 2015, PFS Corporation in Timber Co., Incorporated doing business as Tito merged to form PFS Corporation doing business as PFS Pico. So that's the acronyms that we use today as a company. Our legal name is PFS Corporation, but we're doing business as PFS Pico. We merged as an employee owned company. We increased our depth and expertise of our staff and improved our ability to serve our customer base. Our certification marks have not changed, and they continue to be marks you can build on. We currently have over 75 employees specializing in code compliance review, testing, inspection, and certification. 
Now, with that being said as well, you know, PFS Pico now has two divisions. We have a products division and we have a manufactured structure division. Within that product division, we just expanded it to a heart division as well. So technically we have three three divisions. One at the corporate office in Cottage Grove, we have a lab. We have a sister lab in um, Springfield, Oregon. And then we have a heart products lab in Portland, Oregon. They were all ISO 17025 accredited. And what that means is that uh, International Accreditation Services accredit labs uh, for all uh, evaluation agencies. The locations of our laboratories uh, gives our staff the ability to focus their efforts to match the needs of our customers. So we get into many different, different products. You know, we are, uh, we are provide certification on about a dozen different product types, uh, which goes from laminated veneer lumber, uh, from wood eye joists, plywood, truck plates, and we also, you know, do uh, gas fireplaces as well on that. So that is, a, that is about a little story of uh, PFS Pico. And I'd be a little bit of a miss if I don't say in, 2000, in July of 2019, PFS Pico became a 100% employee-owned company. And we're really oh, great. proud of our staff and our employees for, for um, making us successful. Without good employees, we would have never gotten to that point. That's right, that's for sure. And, and as I said in the beginning, like I said a mouthful, and so did Bob just say mm-hmm. a mouthful about yep. the history of, 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 of what PFS is. And, you know, I'll, let me try to explain how PFS or third-party agencies interact with the modular industry because we get this question all the time from our customers. It's, it's, it's because they view things in a more traditional sense of a building inspector and how do you get your plans approved and who oversees that? You do business in all these states and who keeps an eye on the manufacturer? Well, really, it's, it's PFS. PFS uh, is licensed by the states that we do business in. Now, I believe PFS is a national organization. You, do you do business in all the states, Bob? We, we are in 38 states that have a modular okay. program, but we do, we do inspections throughout all 50 states of those States uh, will let us uh, do their inspections in the plants on their behalf. You know, okay. but there are 38 and, modular programs right now that that states have, and and they all, you know, each state because there is no national building code, uh, each state may adopt a different version of uh, a standardized building code, and it's PFS's job to. Well, we the manufacturers work with PFS, but they oversee us. They do inspections in the plant, and when I and I'll go to my dumbed down version, but they are like the building inspector in our plant. They'll come do uh, inspections while the home is in production, and they review our plans and and stamp them and seal them in behalf of the state, so that um, they make sure that the manufacturer Simplex is in compliance with the building code. So it's, it's a different process, but a lot of people, you know, don't always understand that and, uh, and understand the significance of that. 
So, Bob, you know, I asked, this is one of my general questions, and it's kind of off the track, but it, it, it's pertinent to what's happening today, is um, how has the pandemic uh, and the way that we're doing business affected PFS and, and how you do business and how you do your inspections? Oh, a- excellent question, uh, Dave. And, you know, going back to like the mid-March here, uh, when this uh, COVID-19 pandemic um, uh, came about, you know, it it extended its grip throughout the world. You know, I, I believe it affected, it affects right now more than 2 million Americans and over 9 million uh, globally. And we are making changes as needed. And, you know, this is um, new territory for everyone. You know, we're, we are navigating this on uncharted territory just like any other, uh, any other companies are knowing that the virus may not disappear anytime soon. So with PFS, you know, our executive management team, you know, has tightened its financial belt to weather the pandemic by keeping all our staff fully employed. And that is important. We have not changed anything since the pandemic. We are still servicing our clients uh, on that. And we have provided guidance to our staff and our clients and how to be safe by providing infection services. So what that means is that we're following the Center for Disease Control protocols and the manufacturer's protocols that they have in their production facilities, such as social distancing, you know, uh, hand washing, you know, not congregating in more than 10 groups in the production facilities, trying to get in and out of the production facility you know, as quickly as possible with the least amount of interaction, but still doing our job to meet the regulatory uh, requirements of, of the process on that. Well, I'll adjust uh, to this new norm. Yeah, that's great to hear because, you know, one of the things that, that you get concerned about is, 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 is the safety because we, you know, we're, we're in a job where you do have to interact with people. And as, mm-hmm. as some of the regulations started, or as things started to open up, you can already see people starting to relax uh, their, their procedures. And it's great to hear that you guys are, you know, you have a plan in place. And, and you know, when you walk into a plant that has 100 employees and, and you know, it's a very easy way that things get spread around. So uh, that's reassuring to hear. I really appreciate that. Uh, no, you know, and then just one last thing, Dave, uh, just, just to just, uh, let you guys know is that we also are, are adjusting uh, for our plan review staff. Uh, we, we have offices uh, uh, throughout the country, and we have uh, five offices throughout the country. And our main office in our Cottage Grove that does uh, the bulk of our, our plan review. But with this pandemic, you know, we're all working from home, and we're using technology and video conferencing to keep everybody, everyone informed. It's challenging at times, but we're all becoming pretty savvy at using the new and existing technology. So yes, it's, yeah. it's been it's been working out well. Yeah, well, I, I think I'm trying to be savvy, but I don't know how savvy. I, I know I know how to get on a Zoom call, and I know how to do a conference call. And uh, you know, uh, thanks to the gentleman that's hosting our podcast, he uh, he taught me how to do a podcast. So it's it's some you know this it's the silver lining, I guess, in 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 the cloud. Uh, you know, one sure. other question I had for you was because you are involved virtually throughout the United States is how do you see mm-hmm. the state of the housing market? You 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 probably have a pulse on the activity better than, than most people. 
You, you know what, Dave? Even with the, with the pandemic going on here, you know, and, you know, we the construction industry, as you know, is an essential business. All states handle a little bit different, but basically it's, it's an essential business. So we all have to do our job. Uh, you as manufacturers have to do your job as well. So the, mon- the modular manufactured housing seems to be moving forward, but not at the volume or pace that it was before the pandemic. You know, there was, there was some uh, shutdown in um, maybe like early April because there might have been some uh, supply chain, um, vendor chain um, processes that, that weren't going forward or they were unable to order uh, certain types of material. But we'll see uh, how the rest of the year plays out uh, for our industry, for our services and for the modular manufacturing housing industry. Yeah, yeah I know that we're, we're experiencing uh, – a, a few things in the supply chain now that, that for instance, uh, lumber, pressure-treated lumber. Now, we don't really use pressure-treated that much in our business, but, you know, you go to a lumber yard and you can't find five-quarter decking. You really can't find anything in pressure-treated uh, because I guess the mills were shut down. But, you know, it's it's starting to to, uh, to regenerate, uh, but it's a little bit slowly. I, I, I was at a railroad crossing the other day and a train – went by and and it was a long train and it was just filled with lumber so i know that this stuff's starting to make its way back into the system um, you know in in the area of where pfs really plays a huge role is keeping everybody up to speed on codes code changes and you know can you share with us do you see any big changes happening uh now or in the near future that has any that has to do with construction as far as the, as far as code uh, um, construction or codes um, in general, you know, all states do something a little bit different on their code cycle. Usually through the International Code Council, they're done on a three-year cycle unless you're doing your own own building codes. But right now, uh, there's a couple of states, Maryland and New Jersey, they're on the 2009 uh, International Code. In um, the Commonwealth of Mass, uh, Massachusetts is going to be um, you know, adopting uh, the 2018 Energy Conservation Code here uh, in August uh, uh, August 7th on that. But there's always changes. There's, there's always something going on. But as far as anything big right now, uh, there's really not. The only thing I could say is that one of the products that uh, a lot of manufacturers, a lot of uh, people are calling us on PFS uh, are the shipping containers or cargo containers. Mm. So that seems like right. a big, big push here uh, in the in in the next um, next future as a future uh, type of product that they're looking to, to build or, or for us to service on that. Just like tiny homes or a big, big, um, right, big um, entity here. Uh, a few well, years yeah, ago. we're we're working on a, a few designs and very basic for. And I know this isn't the right name for them, but for we call them granny pods. And uh, mm-hmm. actually, our the head of our engineering department actually called PFS the other day just to see about code. So as we design these, we can get them out out to market. Uh, they're becoming a you know they're becoming a little bit more popular. And it's funny you rem- you you talked about the shipping containers. I went through. 
true. There's a place in uh, just over the bridge of Philadelphia, Seabox, uh, I think is the name of the place. And they, they build shipping containers. And they, they were telling us that the vast amount of these empty containers that are in the United States that, that come from overseas and are just stored everywhere. And they were trying to look for a viable way of uh, converting those for living structures, which, you know, I, I, you see it some places. I don't think it's really caught on in, in, in the United States, but it, it, it's pretty big throughout the world. And, and uh, I'll be curious to see that they're not very manufacturing friendly because you have to run the box down the line. But uh, I'll be curious to see, you know, how that evolves. Yeah, absolutely. Do you see anybody? Do you yeah, see anybody? Do you see anybody doing those? Uh, we have a couple manufacturers that we're working with, uh, potentially that want to go that route, uh, doing them as uh, dwelling units or doing them as um, uh, accessory dwelling units, like the granny pads uh, pods that you were you were talking about right. on that. So, uh, well, we're getting there, but it's it's a new territory. It's going to be uh, actually they're going to have a chapter in the International Building Code. Uh, for uh, shipping containers, so it's it's going to be more and more prevalent here in the in the years to come. Oh, great, great. Well, there's you know, with the affordability of housing, I think there's just there's going to have to be various ways that that people have um, an opportunity to get into um, a dwelling and whatever that may be, and who knows what that'll be, you know, ten, fifteen years from now. So. So, Bob, you know, that's about all the time that we have for today. Uh, why don't you uh, let, let our listeners know how they, if they so chose to, to get a hold of you and reach out to you. Here's your opportunity. Sure, that's great. And, and thank you uh, for having me today. And for your listeners, uh, they could contact me, uh, bob.gorleski at pfstico.com, or you could visit our website at www tfstico.com for more information uh, about uh, the product uh, that we um, service. That's great. Bob, I, I really appreciate you being with us. I, I know that there was a lot of, not too heavy a technical information, but I, I, I thought it would be a great opportunity for our listeners to educate themselves a little bit more about how the approval process and the oversight process is handled in, in our industry. So, you know, as usual, you can find Simplex at www.simplexhomes.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. I appreciate our listeners for the opportunity to uh, tell our story, and we'll talk to you all again soon. Thank you, and, and goodbye.